Pastor Kevin, welcome to worship. We're so glad that you're here. And if you're a guest with us for the first time, you are in for a treat today. We have our kids singing and inspiring us. We have an important message about how we can take our faith out into the world. We're so glad that you're here. A few brief announcements before we head into worship. To let you know, uh, first thing is that today we are part of a a wave of service that's going across our entire nation um, over this whole time. It's called God's Work, Our Hands. Uh, This is inspired by our larger church, and we have an opportunity for you and your family or whoever to join us with a few service projects this afternoon, a way to put our neighbor front and center in our lives um, for a few hours. So three places you can go today from 2 to 4 p.m., same uh, same time for all the different places at Zion Lutheran on South Main. They're doing uh, cards for veterans, and you're going to hear a speaker about veterans' issues. Uh, at Good Shepherd up on North Dakota, they're putting together kits for Lutheran World Relief. And then over at Bethesda, we're going to be leading a worship service and visiting residents. It's a great opportunity to just give a few hours of your time that will truly make a difference in someone else's life. You're invited to do that today, anytime between 2 and 4, 145 over at Bethesda, especially because we have worship at 2. The other thing to let you know about is that no one is born with knowing what to do around their finances. It's something that we learn and we learn together. And guess what? God invites us to be wise with our money as well. And so we have an opportunity this morning which went really, really well. And we have another one on Wednesday night for you to kind of dig a little bit deeper about your connections between your faith and your finances. It's called Better With Money. I invite you to come and be a part of that as well. With those two brief things, after a full and busy week, I just invite you to just take a breath. (laughs) Catch your breath as we head into worship now. Amen. We take a moment to practice our faith by being honest before God and honest with one another with these words of confession. And so we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Scripture reminds us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We pray, most merciful God, we confess that we are acknowledged to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Hear this good news this morning. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I joyfully declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
invite you to joyfully stand with me now as we sing. give you thanks that you have called us here as a faith community. Guide us as your people on the way. Transform our lives and our community to reflect, your, reflect you faithfully, even at cost to ourselves, and continue always to hold us in your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The congregation may be seated. And the Sunday school kids can come up and sing.
top where the little bird sings and the melodies and the high notes ring and the hoot owl cries over everything and the blackbird disagrees. Singing in the nighttime, singing in the day when the little duck quacked and is on his way and the otter's got nothing much to say. And the porcupine talks to himself. The donkey brays and the ponies, the old gray badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to do and the old cow just goes moo. It's really good to see all you today. There's a spy right there. So good to see all of you this morning. Good morning. Yeah. So I'm going to read you uh, a piece, uh, some verses out of the Bible this morning. And it talks about how we're supposed to uh, clothe ourselves. The clothes that we're supposed to wear. Now I bet all of you... Maybe some of you made some decisions this morning about what you're wearing, maybe. But I bet a lot of you, somebody else made a decision about what you're wearing, right? Maybe? I don't know, but you look pretty, pretty nice. I gotta say that, you're a good looking group. Well, in the Bible, it says we should clothe ourselves with love. 
Like that we put on the, Jesus' love for us before we put on anything else. And that gives us the confidence to know that we can do anything, right? So this morning, I'm going to play just a really short video for you of this little boy as he's walking to school. And he kind of demonstrates what it's like to have this feeling that uh, Jesus loves him. Let's see if we can get it. You got to make it bigger. Still got to make it bigger. And Al's got to turn on the audio. Okay. I don't know if you could hear what he said. I'm going to tell you because I'm not sure if you heard it. Now you got to turn the audio off. Yeah, exactly. He said, I am smart. I am blessed. I can do anything. Right. Right. I'm so glad you heard it. And that's kind of how we feel when we wear the love of Jesus. We wear that on our heart, that it makes us feel like we can do anything. Because even if we're scared or we don't know what's going to happen, or even when we're happy or we go do new things, we can say, I am loved, I am blessed, because we are all blessed because we're loved by Jesus, right? And that means I can do anything. Do you think that could be something you could say on the way to school? Yeah, I am smart, I am blessed, I can do anything. Okay, great, all right. So listen in the Bible verses today about how we clothe ourselves with love. All right, let's pray before you go back. Dear God, thank you for these precious children. Thank you for the opportunity to learn about how much you love us. Remind us every day how much you love us and that we wear that on our hearts. No one can take that away from us. And that whatever we're faced with, we can say you are with us and that you are loved us and that you love us and we can do anything because of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can go back to your seats. Thanks for coming up. our scripture reading today comes from Colossians chapter 3. And this is a passage that is used quite frequently at weddings. But I think it has something to say to us today as community as well. So chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, 
Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, you might notice that I'm wearing the special t-shirt this morning, God's Work, Our Hands. It is kind of a special day for us to go out into the community, not that we don't do it many other times throughout the year too, but this is a special day where we'll gather with other uh, ELCA churches in the community and do some God's Work, Our Hands. Hope you can join us. But honestly, friends, there's a lot of things that have been going on this weekend, a lot of things going on in our community today, yesterday, last night. And I just think maybe it might be good if we just start with a word of prayer. So would you pray with me? Gracious God, we ask that you would be present with us. That your hand of healing and strength and hope would be upon our community. We pray for Malchow's that endured such terrible tragedy last night and the fire. We pray for the first responders and the firefighters who worked long hours and put their own lives at risk to help. Lord, we pray for the families that are displaced and have had their home taken away from them. We pray for all of them, Lord, and look for you to help and guide us in ways that we might be able to help. Lord, we also ask on this special weekend that you keep all of the hunters safe There are lots of folks here that are visiting and here to um, enjoy the land and to hunt, and we want them to be safe and to feel welcome, so we pray for them as well. We also pray for our farmers that have had a really tough time this year, Lord. Just ask that you um, fill them up with your strength and your peace. Remind them that you walk with them and that they're not alone. And finally, Lord, I ask that you be with our people today in all the different ways that they, they represent God's work, our hands, each and every day, but especially today, that we might have meaningful interaction with people in our community, that we might share your light and your love and remind people that they're not alone. So all of these things, Lord, all these things that are heavy on our hearts and our minds and those that are spoken and unspoken, we lift them up to you and we just ask you to help and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks. I think that's important because there is a lot of things going on. So we can kind of just leave that here with Jesus and kind of talk a little bit about our message today. We've been um, talking the last few weeks, actually the last five weeks, about practicing our faith. 
practicing our faith. The promises that we make in our affirmation of baptism are what we better know as confirmation, right? We spent these weeks looking at each of the promises and talking a bit about why these promises are important and what they look like applied to our lives. So let's just review them really quickly. Each week we've talked about one in particular. The first week we talked about living among God's faithful people, then to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper like we will do today, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and finally to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. It's a very good reminder for all of us, especially as we are celebrating confirmation next week. Did you know that? We will have confirmation next week. I'm sure there are some uh, young people out there going, yes! Over 50 kids will be coming up and they will hear these words presented to them and they will respond with, I do. And I ask God to help and guide me. What a great reminder for all of us as well as we think about these promises in our life. So that kind of leads me to the topic for today, which is to think about this response. This response, I do and I ask God to help and guide me. Do you realize that as a congregation, we have been saying these words for the last five weeks. We'll say them again today too. So for six weeks, we have said these words. Because words have a way of shaping us. What we say, what we hear over and over again, it has a way of imprinting on us, of shaping how we think, how we see ourselves, how we see our neighbor, how we see the world. It's no coincidence that when we gather here for worship, there are parts of the service, most of the parts of the service come directly out of the Bible. Those words that we hear over and over again that have shaped us, that we know them to our core now. You think about ancient words like the Apostles' Creed and the Lord's Prayer. Or the words of forgiveness when you come up to the table and you hear again, for you. Those words are imprinted on our hearts. Words shape us. Words have the power to transform us especially when it's God's word. Okay, I didn't have a lot of luck in the early service, so we'll see how we do this time, but there was a character that was played by Al Franken back in Saturday Night Live a while ago. Anybody recognize this guy? Stuart Smalley. Let me help you out. A few of you do, huh? Stuart Smalley, he was a character on Saturday Night Live, and he hosted a mock TV show every week that was called Daily Affirmations with Stuart Smalley. And Stuart would look in the mirror and talk to himself. He would do a daily affirmation. He believed that words could change him, and his famous line was, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. 
He gave himself that daily affirmation every day, thinking that that would change his perspective. But if I remember correctly, I don't think it really worked on him too well. He didn't have great luck with it. Because you see, it can be a lot easier to say something than to do something, right? We have good intentions, we have open hearts, but the world does its thing to us and we get lost in all of that and pretty soon we forget what we've even vowed to do. I'm kind of like that when it comes to donuts. Each morning I say, not today. And then I come here to church and there's all these donuts. I totally forget what I've told myself I'm going to live by. I'm also reminded by the Apostle Paul. Remember when he wrote in the letter to the Romans, I do not understand my actions. For I do not do what I want, but do the very thing I hate. Doesn't that kind of sum up us as humans? How we're just created like this? We want to do the right thing, but we usually do the wrong thing. (sighs) So when I started thinking about this promise of I do, and I asked God to help and guide me, I kept hearing the words, I do. I do. And of course, what do we primarily think of when we hear people say, I do? Weddings, right. In marriage, we say something like, do you take so-and-so to be your spouse, to have, to hold sickness and health as long as you both shall live? And we reply, I do. Now, how many of you have ever repeated those vows? I mean, other than like an official ceremony. You wake up in the morning and you repeat those vows to the people you love? No, I haven't. Me either. I'm not sure why not. Seems like it would be a pretty important thing to repeat, to say more than one time. I don't know. The vows are promises of continued relationship. Seems like they would be words that would shape our lives. Well, this passage from Colossians that I chose, it is one that's used quite frequently at weddings. But you know what? It wasn't written for weddings. Not at all. It comes as a letter to the newly formed church that continued to have conflict. They couldn't get along. They were arguing about this new church, you know, where does the candle go? What color is the carpet? What time is the service? Who makes the coffee? All these kinds of things. When people come together and they can't get along. So they were struggling with that. And this letter, it lays out some wisdom of how to get along with each other, how to care for each other. It's about relationships. And it does work well for a wedding couple, but it also works well for anyone who wants to live in community. So when I think about these baptismal promises again, they are about relationships. They're also about relationship, centering around our relationship with God and our relationship with our neighbor, right? At the center of our faith, that really is what it's all about. Love God and love our neighbor. 
each one of those promises is directly linked to loving God and loving our neighbor. Loving our neighbor the way God does. And so we respond to those promises by saying, I do. The scripture passage from Colossians starts out by saying, and this, this comes from the um, New International Version, which is a little different than what I read. So it starts out by saying this, since God chose you to be holy people, holy people he loves. That's how it starts out. This is the foundation that gives us the strength and courage to live out these promises. Just as the ancient people were struggling to get along, they are reminded that first they are loved by God. And because of that, they are called and freed to love one another. As we respond, I do, we are not saying this on our own. Because as we know, words are easy. Actions can be hard. They can be uncomfortable. And they can be scary. We say, I do. And I ask God to help and guide me. We have a guide. Who is God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus who showed us with his life and death and resurrection what it means to love God. And love our neighbor. Every single one of these. Jesus showed us what it means to live with God's faithful people. Jesus was always with the people. And to hear God's word and share in the supper. Jesus always spoke from God's word. Shared in the supper. Proclaimed good news in word and action. Not just words, but how we live. And to serve others. That the master is never greater than the servant. And to strive for justice and peace. That we never forget about those that are our lost or the least of these. Jesus showed us. Now we're not going to get it right all the time. In fact, we're going to get it wrong a lot. Just like the Apostle Paul says. Remember, I do what I don't want to do. And I don't do what I want to do. It's kind of our makeup. But God knows that. And God knows that we need God's help. And we need God to guide us. We are practicing our faith. Practicing, right? We're practicing so we can get better. Not because we're going to get perfect. We're not going to be perfect. But we keep practicing so we can get better. What if each day... We started with some kind of daily affirmation. Not necessarily the kind like Stuart Smalley. Maybe more so like the little boy walking to school. But what if we said something to those who we love in our life? I do promise today to love you. Would those words shape your day? Would they shape your relationship? Or I do promise today to love God. Would that change your attitude or perspective of how you approach things? And even, which sometimes is the hardest one, is to say, I do promise today to love myself. 
Because sometimes that's really, really hard. If we woke up in the morning and we approached those vows, those relationship kind of vows with God and our neighbor, if we repeated them out loud, what would that do? To say, I do and I promise to love and to respect and to forgive, to serve. And above all, I ask God to help and guide me, do, guide me to do it. Maybe at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day when your mind is spinning through all the things that have happened and trying to sort this out and that out and whatever, and you just want to calm it down, you start thinking about tomorrow, and you just lay it down, and you say, Lord, I do, and I ask you to help and guide me. What would that do? What would be different? So to close, I want you to hear these words one more time. Since God chose you to be the holy people that God loves, Clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Thanks be to God. Amen.